genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 32 of 15 Minutes of Genius, sometimes 13 Minutes of Genius, sometimes 22 Minutes of Genius. We have a record holder, I think, two weeks ago that did 26 and a half minutes of genius. So some people like to talk. But anyway, thank you for joining us. I am Alex Baer. I'm the CEO and founder of Genius Juice, as you can probably tell. Maybe not from what I'm wearing. Big plug to Mark Nicholas, Mark Enum, Studios.net. He is your man for editing photos, video. He has this entire studio set up. He has done... Um, bottle shots for us, case pack shots for us. He's amazing. Our products are in a lot of national stores, and he's been a part of that. So big plug to him. Our guest today, I actually met him about a year and a half ago. We were just talking before going live that it seemed like yesterday. It's like this year has just flown by. So let's get right into it. Reza Mirza, he is the CEO of Icelandic Glacial Water, which I'm sure almost everyone has heard of. It's one of the fastest growing imported water brands in the U.S. and available in over 26 countries globally. We're just trying to get into 26 states in, in, the, in the United States. They're in 26 countries. Icelandic Glacial is bottled at the source in Iceland and is known for its purity and sustainability credentials. Reza joined Icelandic Glacial in 2014. Reza has nearly 20 years of consumer product experience, having worked at Bosch, Colgate, Palmolive, Nestle Waters North America and Activate Drinks. Reza, how are you? Uh, I'm good, Alex, and thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you got the uh, the white wall in the background, the minimalist look. I love it. So that <laughs> so that you pop, we're focusing on you, and there's no distractions in the background. So well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> You know, it is just something you have to do when you are on a hundred calls with Zoom. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you become a background expert in Zoom, right? Yeah, you're like, okay, let's have the background, the white background, the black T-shirt, and we are good. You know, exactly. No wonder you close so many deals. No wonder you're you're in so many stores. It's all about the Zoom setup, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> plus, plus everything else, you and the product and every you know. Yeah. So uh, anyway, let's let's get right into it. I want to hear. You know your story. I heard a little bit about it when we were at that event together. We had a we were on a panel together for CPG. But tell us, uh, you have so much experience in all these different CPG brands. You went from Bosch, Colgate, Palmolive. Um, you can tell us a little bit about that, but also tell us about how you migrated over and joined Icelandic Glacial. Well, it's you know I ent I entered the f the food and beverage industry itself completely by accident. Uh, I, you know, after school, I came, I originally from India, came to New York to study uh, at the Columbia, did my summer internship at the Colgate Palmolive. I joined them full time. And when I was at Colgate, I got an opportunity at Nestle Waters. And, uh, and I said, okay, uh, so that's what was, was my entrance into the food and, and beverage world. And, and after, and while I was at Nestle, I had an opportunity at Activate Drinks to work with um, Michael Eisner. And um, it was started by his son, Anders Eisner. 
So I worked with him for about two and a half years, moved to Icelandic. And the one thing which, when I met Jan and, and Christian Olofsson, which who started the company, who are the founders of the company, I was just very impressed on with the brand. I saw the product was fantastic. And also we were aligned on our vision on where we could go with this brand. And I think that's very, very important, especially you know, for anyone who works with it is you've got to have a common vision. If you don't have a common vision, life is going to be hard. And that's is something which where with both uh, Jan and Christian, we, sh we were very clear where this brand could go to. And, and then I started with them and it's been a fantastic journey the last six and a half years. When you, when you started with Icelandic, where were they? You don't mind sharing like in revenue, what kind of growth have you seen in the six and a half years since joining the company? And like, as a CEO, I mean, that's a really, that's a tall order, right? What, what do yeah. you do? Where do you start? Is it innovation? Is it distribution? Is it packaging? And I'm sure it's all the above, but what really, what worked so, what worked well for you and the brand to actually scale it in the last six and a half years? And how, how much have you grown also since joining the company? Seems like a lot. Yeah, let's put it this way. In the last six and a half years, we have grown the company like five, four and a half to five times revenue. We have gone from a 10 ACV or the 10% of the stores, just to simplify it, to now we are at a 45 ACV. We are in over uh, the 30,000 stores or 30,000 doors. But to answer your question directly is, you know, the whole beverage industry, especially in bottled water, is built on three platforms. One is distribution. The second one is innovation and your brand. So what we did is we first decided, okay, step one, let us first focus on building our distribution and that too by channel. Step two, you know, we created a very strong innovation pipeline. You know, we moved from just this plastic, uh, from this, this plastic bottle, we got into glass. We got in, and then we stabilized that. From glass, we have just launched sparkling flavors, which you see here. This is our, our launch, which is just rolling out. Um, next year, we have a five liter bag in the box and then we launch aluminum cans in the second half of next year. So especially in the world of very limited resources, you've got to be very laser-like focused and that's something which we are very focused on. And the most important thing is we have built a fantastic team. Uh, the one thing I'm very proud of, I must say, is we as a company have really built a world-class um team in every function so and so what we have done now is we have a strong foundation and you can and if you look at the scan data nielsen we are one of we are showing high double digit growth rates you know um and we are one of the fastest growing imported brands in that space so so there's a lot of positive momentum and we have just got started. Uh, next year, as you know, Alex, we have just 
finish a lot of the category reviews. And the most amazing part of, the, of what's happening right now is all the stores which we, ha which we have been in are adding on a lot more SKUs uh, because our velocity numbers are fantastic. And, and all this is scanned data. It's all IRI, Nielsen data. And then we are adding on new stores. We are going to have over, uh, I would say about 10,000 new stores or new doors starting in April of, and May of next year. So we have, we have built a strong foundation and now the building is being, is being made every day. I mean, that is uh, incredibly impressive. I think with everyone that's been on the show, I mean, we're in episode 32 now. So let's say the 31 guests that we've had before you, uh, no one has built their distribution that much. I think we've had 5,000 doors. We just had, you know, in our earlier, ep uh, earlier episode, Ithaca Hummus, um, I think they're at 6,500 6, doors, but you're at 30,000, you're gonna be at 40,000. You guys are doing something right. So uh, really congrats on all your success. Let's talk about sustainability. Um, I told you right before the taping, I'm like, I'm gonna have one question for you that is gonna be a surprise <laughs> question. And, uh, you know, and, and I want, I'm not gonna prep you for it. This is all, you know, off the cuff. I thought about it right before we taped this, but honestly, you've already answered it. So the pressure's off. I was gonna ask you about sustainability as far as packaging, right? You have all these other brands like, you know, Liquid Death, you have uh, Proud Source, you have, um, what's the other one? Um, yeah, I can't remember right now, but uh, Pathwater that are doing it in aluminum, right? And then there's glass as well. So I love to hear that you're going into more sustainable packaging. Tell us more about that. Um, are you gonna con continue to offer plastic and then have others in glass? And, and also the mold on your bottle, right? If you can actually show it on your screen there, Reza, like on the top of the bottle, marking and switch over to Reza here. Yeah, so anyway, we'll get to that. But you can see that on the top there, there's this mold of like, it's the mountain, right? Of, of mm -hmm. the glacial mountain. It's hard, it's a little hard mm -hmm. to see there, but a nice kind of texture really separates you from the pack. Are you gonna be able to do that with glass and aluminum or no? Is that impossible? So let me answer your question before I get into that would be, let's talk about sus the sustainability. Jan and Christian, when they, when the company was started, and I think in 2006 itself, when they set it up, you know, the company started in 2004, we started selling in the US in 2006. The sustainability in Iceland is a big deal. And we were, or Jan and Christian set it up as a 100% carbon neutral company for both production as well as operations, even way before sustainability became uh, the buzzword. You know, it was, um, it's, we had the factory that we have in Iceland and I would invite anyone who goes to Iceland to actually uh, visit where it's world-class and it's totally lead platinum certified, etc. But we, but the energy is from the earth we, which is what 70% of the energy that it takes to run a factory. And in Iceland, it all is geothermal energy. Uh, we even have a third party audit us every year and they 
map out our carbon footprint to every wholesaler in the country. And then we actually do carbon offsetting projects in order to offset our carbon footprint. So as you can see from day one, it's all about sustainability. Then we are evolving as we go down next part, next year we already announced we're gonna have a 50% recycled plastic uh, in our bottles and then we're gonna to get to a hundred percent. But the one thing which, so I'm coming to your question about the plastic part is, if you read this book called Cradle to Cradle, uh, it's a, by a professor from Yale and he talks about plastic with uh, with, the, with this PT one which we use, it actually can be recycled over and over and over again. You know, that's the beauty about PT one The issue that we have in America especially is recycling. Germany, Europe has about 80, or the Western Europe has about 85% recycling rates. We have about 31% the last time I checked. So this PT bottle, it can be used, it can come back as bags, it can come back as uh, the couches, it can come back as garden furniture. It, it has life which can be cycled over and over again. So that's why if you read that book, Cradle to Cradle, by an env environmental scientist, it's very eye-opening. But that's the plastic business we'll continue to be in it. And then we are getting into a five liter a bag in the box, which is, you know, five, it's a, it's a, on a sustainability platform. And the aluminum cans, we're going to go into uh, about 11 ounces uh, aluminum can. We're not going to go, we still haven't yet decided to go into the big ones, which, which they have. So, so we are very, very, uh, Cognizant, everything we do, even I'll give an example. This year we had an outdoor program, the billboards. We even used the skin of the billboards that we had up and running and we converted them into bags, mm. you know? Wow. Uh, so, so we always are looking how to reuse everything that we have. Regarding, this is actually a very interesting story. Because and this was before I came in. Jan and Christian were designing this bottle. Uh, they wanted to be something unique. They want they wanted to play, get the glacial look. The hassle of the initial rounds is it used to get crushed because right. when you put it on a pallet and you put it. So they actually got engineers. They got structural engineers who wow. actually worked with the designers. So everything is a lot of science which has gone into this bottle. So everything it has to withstand, and uh, like you know, Alex, in your warehouse, I've seen photographs, by the way, of you with your cases. Those are stacked one on top of the other, pallets, and comes on the ocean. Yeah. Tons so it has to withstand Tons a lot of, of strength. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, the whole thing is going to crush. You can push this hard, which I'm doing, and it doesn't crush. So there's a lot of. So when Jan he loves telling the story is about how they worked for months with. They said, if we can put up a skyscraper and in various designs, why can't we create a bottle which can, which can stand the weight? And, exactly. and that's how the bottle was born. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really, it's awesome because I mean, the sustainability story just to, to touch on that as well is becoming a 
enormous deal, especially in water. I know that our category, which is like the plant-based refrigerated category, you know, with the Genius, Harmless Harvest, Rebel, Koya, that's starting to be scrutinized as well. But with water, that's really the first category that I've seen, that I think we're all seeing, where it's becoming heavily scrutinized to have a more sustainable um, so a bottle, more sustainable source. I love the story that you just shared. I didn't know about that, about your factory and the geothermics on it and how it is, um, you know, uh, you know, more renewable energy than let's say another factory, less pollutants in the air. Amazing, amazing story, which I think really encourages retailers to support you even more and bring your product in. On the- um, In fact, Alex, sure. just to build on that, just one thing, just wanna add on to that when you talk about the sustainable spring. We, we own one of the, the largest springs in the world. Uh, and we take out only 0.01% of the water from our spring. Everything goes as an overflow into the ocean. So every time, my favorite thing is every time I land into Iceland and you come out of the airport and you, you just look at the ocean, the, f the first thing that goes on in my mind is there goes my excess inventory, you know? because it just flows out into the ocean. So even our spring, like if it stops raining tomorrow morning across the world, we have so much of water in our spring that we can supply the whole world, the bottled water for the next two and a half years. Got it. So um, yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. So, and the story is awesome. Very uh, obviously compelling. And uh, again, by sharing the story on here, I think people better understand uh, the product, the mission, because people, when they buy products, it's really why, not only what it is, but they mm -hmm. want to know what they're supporting. The other thing I'll mention, then we, you know, we're running out of time here, that the branding piece with the bottle, I think is freaking genius because like when you see it, I think the best kind of branding is the one where you don't even have to explain it. You don't have to have a demo, right? You don't have to do a lot of marketing. I'm sure you do marketing, but when someone sees yeah. the product, what conjured up in my mind when I first saw it is it's from the mountaintops, right? It's fresh water from the mountaintops, from the glacial, you know, the snowy mountaintops, fresh, crisp. Mm -hmm. It brings mm -hmm. all those kind of that experience to when you see it yeah. on the shelf. So job well done. So um, we're almost out of time, but we have one more quick segment, which we're going to get into right now. And it's a surprise. Rapid fire okay. questions. Rapid fire questions. Okay, so one minute or less. <laughs> one minute or less. You got to be really, really quick here, okay? So I'm going to like pressure mm -hmm. you to get through this. Here we go. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys. Okay, you can say neither. First thing you do when you wake no, up. No, I actually like Backstreet Boys. <laughs> there you go. Me too. It's my favorite, my favorite boy band. I'm not going to say my favorite band. Uh, yeah. First thing you do when you wake up, besides drink Icelandic glacial water. <laughs> a hot cup of coffee, a cappuccino. Nice. Movie you can watch an unlimited amount of times. This, this is some Gladiator. Gladiator. I, I, 22 times so far. 22 times. Wow. I think I'm going to say cliffhanger because yeah. in the mountains, you get it? Uh, song you can listen to an unlimited amount of times. Uh, Heaven from Brian Adams. It's a good one. Favorite national park? 
it's actually in India. It's the Jim Corbett National Park. It's a lot of tigers and you know elephants there. Very cool. Okay, just be careful. Speaking of tigers and elephants, what's your spirit animal? That's the next question. <laughs> it's it's a horse. Horse. Okay. Window seat yeah. or aisle seat on an airplane whenever you fly next, which could be in 2022. Window seat for sure. Peanut butter or almond butter or neither? Almond butter. Cold weather or hot weather? Hot weather. Cold brew or hot coffee? I think you already answered that. Hot coffee. LeBron, yeah. <laughs> LeBron James or MJ? LeBron James. Wow, you're the second to answer that. So 10 people so far, and you're the second to answer LeBron James. Turmeric or ginger? I think I know this one. You would assume it is turmeric yeah. ginger. <laughs> wow, <laughs> surprise me. That, I think, is the highlight of this entire show right there. A man from India picked ginger instead of turmeric. Uh, favorite food or drink if you were stuck on a deserted island and you cannot say water or Icelandic glacial water, you cannot say genius juice, and you cannot say turmeric or ginger. <laughs> uh, my favorite drink has to be my coffee uh, and lamb chops. Lamb my chops. ever. I think yes. there's a lamb I think chops there's... and coffee. I'm very happy. There you go. That's a good combination. I think there's definitely lambs uh, grazing right over in uh, on an yeah. island. I think right. I'm, yeah. I'm not big on geography, yeah. but I think that's the truth right now. I'm just kidding. All right. So again, thank you for joining us on this rapid fire question segment, and also thank you for joining us for episode 32 of 15 minutes of Genius Res. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you, Alex, for the opportunity. I really appreciate. It. And by the way, I love. Uh, uh, reading about your successes and watching all that you do on LinkedIn and, you know, just speaking to you, it's always very, very inspiring. Oh, thank you so much. And there's going to be a lot more success next year, I'm sure, with Icelandic and also with Genius yeah. Juice. There's going to be some big news Love coming it. on the Genius side and on also on your side with 10,000 more stories. Yeah. So you've heard it here first on yeah. 15 Minutes of Genius. <laughs> so, so thank you again for joining us, man. And uh, one last thank thing. You. You got it. Make sure to stay hydrated with Icelandic glacial water and stay genius, my friends. Take care. Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you.